Hi, Andrew. Welcome on our rendezvous. And I congratulate you on your new book, uh, Dollhouse. So how is the release so far? You know, how are your sales going and how is the response from the book? First, tell us that. Yeah, it's been really, really good. Um, yeah, things have been pretty awesome. It's been a very rewarding uh, experience so far. Uh, the feedback has been very, very well received. And I'm very, you know, uh, quite relieved, honestly, <laughs> you know, you never know. This is like my, this is my first book. So, um, you know, you never know what people are going to think about it. So I was very, very, uh, I'm very, very, very happy uh, how it's been uh, taken by the public so far. And yeah, it's been, it's been a really cool experience and uh, been lots of fun. So. All right. So you wanted to read a uh, paragraph from your book? Like yeah, for absolutely. So I'm going to, um, I'll give like a quick little yeah. explanation yeah. of like what my book is about. Uh, and then I'll read it. So um, basically my book is about uh, seven strangers uh, wake up in a house uh, that they have never been in before. Uh, none have uh, any memory of how they got there. And, um, and none of them know each other. So they're all complete strangers uh, and they're just trapped in this house. And basically the, yeah, no windows can be open or broken and the door is completely sealed shut. And uh, yeah, and uh, it gets even stranger as we continue to read. So, uh, and not everyone is who they claim to be. So uh, the whole book is about uh, them surviving each other, figuring out why they're stuck in, how to get out of this place uh, and why they're there. And uh, the strangest thing that happens is at nine o'clock every night, the door unlocks and when they try to venture outside, something is waiting for them lurking in the woods. And then when they retrieve back into the house, they close the door, it locks, and it only opens again from the following nine o'clock every day. So that's basically the small premise there of my, my book. And uh, I will read chapter 10 of the novel. Okay. So my book also follows my the main protagonist. Her name is Darla, and she is a uh, single mother, uh, photographer uh, as a career. And uh, yeah, so she's the, the main protagonist that we're following through the story and she's trying to escape and get back to her kids. And uh, yeah, here we go. And this part of the book is straight after one of the first altercations between the house members. So chapter 10. Night came and Darla had stayed in her room since the altercation, lying on her back, she stared at the ceiling, thinking of her children. She was doing all she could to piece this together, but nothing fit. Tears trickled down her cheeks as she found herself overrun with fear and frustration. Covering her mouth, she tried to silence her cry, not wanting any of the men to hear her. Darla overheard someone leave their uh, bedroom. She didn't bother to get up and check. Ken dragged his feet to the living room. His head felt as though it was full of water. Every sound seemed to irritate him, and that curse of a light in the kitchen with its warm glow sizzling his eyes. Ken knew he had a concussion. He was sure of it. Sitting himself down, he rested his head back against the couch, trying to ignore the pain and his ravishing need for a drink. The rest of the group were in their rooms or downstairs. He could hear them. The living room was silent, but the ticking of the large clock beside him jabbed at his attention. Tick, tick, tick. Ken wanted it to stop, 
Getting up from the couch, he moved over and stood in front of the large clock, one minute to 9 p.m. Looking closer, Ken watched the clock tick. It was covered by a glass he knew he couldn't break. Fucking stop, Ken shouted. But that clock kept going with every tick, now feeling like a pin, pricking his brain. Tick, 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 tick. Ken stepped away, and that was when he saw it. Someone was outside, standing by the trees in the woods. Ken moved closer to the window, trying to make them out. Walking over to the other window, he gave himself a better view of who was outside. Whoever it was, both she and Ken were now staring at one another. The woman, standing still, was only wearing what looked to be a nightgown. It didn't seem right, but she was too far away to see clearly. He waved to her, and she, staying put, tilted her head and raised her hand almost in a soulless way, as if she, as if the poor woman had never been waved to before. The return of the gesture didn't feel right. Something was up, and Ken could feel it. As he looked closer, he saw that the woman's nightgown wasn't plain white. It had something on it. Focusing as best he could with his good eye, Ken saw what it was. Her gown was peppered with blood. His focus readjusted his eyes gazed up to hers. The woman smiled a smile that was not natural, one that shot a shiver down his spine and spun a knot in his stomach. Ken took a step back, covering his mouth. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, he muttered from underneath the palm of his hand. Tick, tick, tick. The clock then struck 9 p.m., and the lock on the big red door suddenly slid open. Okay. There you go. Intriguing. So what I want to ask here is, you know, I read an interesting piece the other day on your Insta you had posted that this is actually inspired by a dream 20 years ago. So what uh, is it was, all yeah. about? Like, can you just tell us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, I had a nightmare when I was really young probably around like six or seven. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what age, but around then. Uh, and yeah, it was, I had a really, really scary nightmare. I've, and I never really forgot about it. And uh, yeah, and then this idea came to my head, you know, a few years ago and it was, you know, it was pretty much like, I guess, off that dream. The book is very different from that dream, but yes, it was, I in the dream, it was, um, myself in a empty kind of restaurant hotel-esque in the middle of the desert and these people were all in there and we couldn't get out for some reason and then outside we saw this really scary uh woman I guess out there in a nightgown I, I think I was going through that grudge slash the ring kind of stage you know okay. like the ghoulish kind of woman yeah, in yeah, like, right. background, the long black the, hair, like well, that yeah. kind of thing. Like that was on those two, like I was at like a really young age when kind of those movies came out around the same time. Anyways, or the American, uh, the American versions of those movies. Uh, anyways. And so, uh, you know, obviously probably seen those commercials scared the, scared the heck out of me. So um, that, and then I remember the creature attacking us and kind of that kind of thing. And it was really, really scary. Anyways, so that kind of spun off to this. And I mean, it's very different in a sense. There's an actual plot and a structure and everything like that. And uh, the house, um, 
is in the middle of the woods. It's not in the desert. It's in the middle of the woods. So I thought that was a scarier element. Um, and yeah, so that's sort of where that spun from. So how long did it take to uh, get together all these characters and uh, the whole process uh, of yeah, writing the, whole, the book? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Also okay. You have a, a publication, uh, your own publication. Uh, like that's correct yes yeah. i i started popcorn pub uh paperbacks so it's uh gonna be for this book and obviously hopefully the rest of the books that i write um the idea was to add like a cinematic style to the book uh so i like they're all basically all the ideas i have for writing would be like stuff i would like to see in the theater like i have a film background so mm -hmm. um popcorn paperbacks like just really crazy fun stuff you'd see in like the drive-in theater or something you know like that kind of have that kind of nostalgia and mm, ma yeah, uh, magic it, you know? movies yeah yeah so I wanted to add that so you, like if you see you know and those who won't have the video but if you can see like it looks like an like I tried to make it like a, I wanted it to look like a 1970s 80s yeah. horror movie poster kind of inspired by like Evil Dead and all those kind of yeah. movies so even like, you know, they have the, a lot of them have like the famous tagline. Like, so yeah. for example, like Alien has, you know, in space, no one can hear you scream right. or, uh, you know, uh, the, the thing is like, you know, um, a story of the ultimate alien terror. Okay. And this one is like a novel of mystery, paranoia and terror. Right. So stuff like that. And then have all the lot, some of the people who on the technical aspects of the book, like, uh, you know, say the editor and the, the cover artist and who did the author photo and the who wrote who made the trailer like all the technical aspect it's all at the bottom here like a movie poster right, right? And myself my own name and popcorn right. paperbacks presents like all that yeah and then in front as well i will show i have uh like and now a feature presentation for your imagination Right. So like that kind of thing, like give it like a cinematic touch. And there's like credits at the end for everybody who helped out with the book, like kind of like how a movie would do. So I have that sort of thing. And it's separated in acts as well. Instead of like part one, part two, part three, you'd see in novels. It's act one, act two, act three, kind of like a screen uh, screen uh, script uh, script format. So anyways, yeah, that's uh, where that came from. Um, in the process of writing Dollhouse, it took it's now or yeah, it'd be a uh, close to four, around four years. So it started off as a short story I wrote. And then I wrote a like I went through a little bit of a limbo period. I wasn't like, I wasn't like fully employed. I was sort of just like part-time Uber driver, part-time like uh, videographer, filmmaker. Um, I went through a few months to that. So I had a lot of downtime. So I wrote a collection of short stories first very Black Mirror, Twilight Zone-esque type themed stories, really spooky stuff. And then after I finished those, I, there was two that I could see as a, a screenplay. And I never actually at that time, never wrote, I wrote a lot of short, I've always been writing. I've been a lot of short stories, but a lot of short screenplays, mostly short screenplays. So I was like, well, I should give it a, give a hand at like writing a full length screenplay. And I had the time. So I, I did, I wrote, I found the two that I liked, which was Dollhouse and another project of mine. Um, and I wrote it as a screenplay and it worked out. I thought it worked really well as a screenplay. And then 
I did the same thing with another short story in there too. So I, in the span of like four months, I wrote 12 short stories and I wrote two rough drafts of like uh, screenplays and then uh, two, up to screenplays. And then I moved to uh, Whistler, British Columbia. I got a job out there as a photographer. So it's like a ski resort for those who don't know. Uh, it's a Canadian ski resort. It's pretty, uh, it's a pretty cool place. Um, but I was lucky to be a photographer on the mountain there. And, uh, but during that time period working there, there's, there's a, in here in BC, in Canada, there's like the September to end of November period. There's not a lot of, there's like the snow's melted. There's just not like people, like it's not the best weather. Like it's not like summer in Whistler is beautiful and it's hot and the weather's wonderful. You can go on it's cottage, kind of, like it's got everything. Cottages, it's got you can water sports, you can go on the mountain hiking, like everything. Like it's really, really fun. Events, all that sort of stuff. And then winter obviously is skiing and everything like that. But there's like a, there's a, what we call a dead season where there's not a lot of tourism and it's just, it's still nice to live there, but it's just not, it's very rainy and it's just not that glamorous. So a lot of people get laid off, temporarily laid off on their job for a couple of months. So I was, I was one of those people, like there was just not enough work and this kind of like the whole town goes a little bit unemployed for a couple of months, just how it is. Anyways, so I had, a, I got a part-time, uh, I was working at a grocery store just to fill in the time, but I still had all this extra time. So I was like, oh, well, in that two month period, I'm like, I'll, I'd love to maybe transform Dollhouse into a novel. And I did. I was just like, well, I'll commit myself to about 500 to 1,000 words a day and I'll just go for it. I'll just, you know, vomit it out. Like it doesn't have to be good. It just has to be, you know, just write Over it. The floor. And uh, yeah, and I, I did. So I finished it in, in that time period. Um, I've written, I wrote an, like two novels. Sorry. I wrote, I attempted to write a novel when I was 18 and then I was like 180 pages in and then my laptop. Uh, died and like like completely cramped out and I didn't save it I was just like rookie 18 year old you know just a kid like oh my god I didn't save it like you know I was kind of upset <laughs> anyways I was like I'll never do this again I was so I was so upset anyways and then a couple a couple years later after that I wrote another book but it was like really really not good it was but it was good to like you know something to cut your teeth on but it was um not uh at all publishable but it was fun and I finished it and I was really proud. But when I finished that one, another, you know, uh, kick in the butt from the universe or, you know, was uh, when I finished it, um, the premise is about a getaway driver who loves to listen to music. And I don't know if that sounds familiar, like sounds like I've seen the movie Baby Driver. Yeah. But uh, when I finished that book, uh, the next day I saw the teaser trailer for Baby Driver was released and I was like starting, I was almost going to cry again. I was like, wait, no, no. <laughs> Anyways, so I was like, oh my gosh, this world's tough, you know. Uh, so yeah, it was a little bit uh, that was discouraging. But anyways, and then I put a pause on my uh, novel writing uh, attempts for a little while. Anyways, but when that following up to when I was 20, what, 23, 24, um, I... Yeah, I had that two month kind of two and a half month period there where I had a decent amount of time to just plug away at a book. And there was, you know, it was a rainy season and it's just like I was staying inside anyways. And it's just, yeah, it was one of those things I, you know, I was, I was still working, but I had more time to just focus on this project. And I did. And I just kind of did the first 
really rough draft of it. And I sent, I showed it to a few, a uh, few friends and they really enjoyed the story and said, I really needed to work on everything else. Like, you know, I kind of just, what I, I, I was doing mostly script writing in a sense too. So I was relearning how to properly do proper prose and proper English writing. Uh, so I was doing that and I just kept at it for a really long time. So um, practice, 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 re rewrote, 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 rewrote. And now I feel very confident in my writing. Um, and I decided to independently publish because I wanted the whole creative aspect of like the movie poster and the whole bit, you know, and no, I almost like looked at it like it was like an independent movie or an independent horror movie of that era, which a lot of them were. And it's just like, you know, you kind of use the resources around you like, oh, I can have my friend take my uh, uh, you know, author profile. I can, uh, you know, I can find my beta readers through my friends and I can go on Fiverr and hire some, you know, just like that kind yeah. of thing. You know, my, my girlfriend starred in the, in the book trailer. We also made a book trailer as well, like a movie, yeah. movie trailer style book trailer, made it look like a 1980s horror movie trailer. So like that stuff like that, like just kind of using the resources around you was really, really fun. And uh, yeah, so that's how and here we are with the book. So, and uh, now it's on the mark. I'm still writing other projects and stuff, but it's a big part of this is the, the marketing, right? And getting that out and right. yeah. Yeah. So what I would like to ask here is, you know, there are elements of Saw and all those horror movies, like you have these strangers in one house and they're put through all these tasks. And then again, there yeah, is, yeah. I mean, it's like a mashup of most of the horror movies. Yeah. So how yeah, is, it's like yeah. Yeah. So how is a book different from all of that? You know, like what is not there? Well, it's it's, <laughs> it's pretty out of the box in a sense. Like there are, I would say there's like elements of a touch of those elements blended in, and not like it wasn't intentional. It's just sort of how it came to be. Um, the only thing intentional, I guess, would be sort of what the look of the monster is because that was like my even the exorcist like that kind of creepy I don't know what right. it is but that kind of scary uh <laughs> uh image there um but anyways they uh but everything else it was very much what I was mainly in uh, like it has all those touches of those kind of movies for sure um I wouldn't say it, it's it's like saw in the sense of like it's like a death uh thing like people are well you know they're trapped and there's they've got to do stuff and they got to do all that kind right. of thing um, um but I wouldn't say I wasn't like heavily inspired by saw like there's the trapped element I was more Escape I just like the I, there's one more kind of yeah kind yeah. of it's it's got elements of that um but it, I do I just love what I do love though is like a good uh, I, I kind of consider, I don't know if it's like the proper term, but I would, I call it like a pickoff. Okay. Like I love like characters isolated in a location mm -hmm. and they're all getting kicked, picked off one by one. And you're wondering who's going to be the last person. Mm -hmm. So there's like that. And it, that element of mystery too. And, and paranoia. I love like paranoia movies where people are freaking out. They don't trust each other. And there's all that kind of, so like the, the big, honestly, one of the biggest influences, I think like atmosphere wise, maybe Evil Dead was like a, a good example Evil too. Dead, yeah. um, but like uh, The Thing, John Carpenter's movie, The Thing is a huge inspiration. Just that yeah. the, the, they're stuck in that like um, 
in the building and like in the in the Arctic and they can't leave and there's an someone's an alien that's taking everybody's form and it's taking everybody one by one but they're like you know they're killing each other by accident because they think the person's bad but they're really not like it's all that kind of and everyone's freaking out so I wanted that kind of um that kind of thriller and there's even touches of like and then there were none from Agatha Christie right like that's a huge one like that is an awesome awesome story you know that's more like this is a mystery that's really a mystery like clues and you know it's like a real whodunit but uh, not that this one is a little bit of a whodunit but there's um has elements of that but it's like Agatha Christie's like and then there were none was huge like the characters stuck on the island they don't know why they were invited there and then they're all getting one by one they're they're going and you're what who's going to be who's going to survive right so that kind of thriller I really really enjoy um so that was more that kind of inspiration but yeah it did it did like looking back you're like oh yeah I definitely I guess subconsciously like was inspired by all sorts of horror movies because I mean I've watched a million so there's maybe elements of there um yeah that's that's kind of where we're yeah like kind of that kind of thing so who was your favorite uh, character from the book I would say uh Darla the main protagonist uh she's uh my favorite I mean the other elements of the books I didn't mention before I read the chapter was uh Darla is also she's woken up in a house that she can't get out of and the other strangers they're all they're all men so she's the only woman in there so there's a whole element there too so that kind of I wanted to not, you know, uh, like you kind of, you have real life issues in the book as well, mm -hmm. but not so over the top where like, this is like a total political, like shove it down your throat, my thoughts or whatever, like, but just have like a, a, an element of dealing with sexism and uh, a little bit of touch of like uh, issues of like racism and and uh, you know, power structure between human beings and all that kind of stuff and a little bit of maybe classism, all that sort of stuff in the story there, not over, like not, that's not the overall major theme, but those elements are there. So that's a whole other thing too. But yeah, Darla I would say is my favorite. Um, that is the protagonist of the story. Uh, she is, a uh, pretty strong character. She's got to have a strong, uh, uh, thick skin for these for these fellas who are uh, who she's stuck with. And uh, yeah, she's pretty she's pretty cool. I hope people uh, root for her. They should. Right, Andrew. So yeah. before we sign off, uh, what is your advice for new writers, and where can we find your book? Like your links? If you yeah, can. yeah, yeah. Well, my advice. I guess would be, well, my advice is, um, it's, is like, I would say, I'd say if you're going to write a book, do it, uh, take small steps with it, um, and keep at it. Don't, don't give up. Um, but what I, I think what the thing is, is like when I first started writing a book, I would just start writing and I would just write as long as I could in like that time period. And you just exhaust yourself. And then you're just, oh, this isn't, after a while, you're like, oh, my God, like, I have no more ideas or whatever. Like, you just feel um, this is an impossible task. Like, you're trying to write, like, you know, 6,000 words a day or whatever. You're just going as long as you could. Um, my advice would be, I mean, it's different for everybody, but at least when you're starting, say you're starting to write your book, at least um, what I did to just help myself out was I do, like, I'm going to do a maximum, maximum, sorry, of 1,000 words a day. 
And when I hit around a thousand words, I just, I'm going to stop. And I think that was really beneficial because it allows you also a lot of time when you're in, even when you're in the momentum of creating it, you stop. And even if you want to keep going even more, you don't, but you have that kind of energy still. So like even throughout the day, you're like thinking of it constantly and new ideas are popping. You're just in that flow, I guess. It just helped me any, in a sense. And like, when you focus like, okay, I'm only going to write a thousand words. Like you just want to write the best 1000 words. And then you're almost like uh, compartmentalizing the elements that you're writing at the moment and making it the best it can be. So I think that's, and, and that makes it just easier and, and you're not just, uh, you know, um, exhausting yourself with uh, the pro- process. So I think just writing a, maybe max, giving yourself like, oh, I'll, I'll write a minimum of 500 words a day or a max of a thousand words a day. Cause you know, we all have like day jobs and stuff like that. And you're, it's, it, yeah, you just, I think it's best to just go know that set up a time that you're going to write find a time that you like, just tell yourself, I'm minimum going to write 500 words a day, max around a thousand or 1500, whatever it is, or however, you know, 2000 words, whatever it wants to be, but just whatever you want it to be. But um, I think just taking it brick by brick is the best way. Cause even if you write a thousand words a day, you know, two and a half, three months, you have a book, like it takes time, but, and it's fun. Like you just get to, and it allows you to just not exhaust yourself, think about things, think over things, um, yeah, you're just in that. It just allow. I think it allows you to be in that creative space uh, uh, better. I guess. Yeah, that's my advice. Step by step, brick by brick. Don't exhaust yourself. And the links. Oh yeah, sorry. And the link you can get it on Amazon. Uh, so just Dollhouse Andrew McManaman, and uh, you can also check me out. Uh, you can check out the website uh, popcornpaperbacks.com. I'm on Instagram as Andrew McManaman. There's an underscore. And I'm on Twitter, Andrew McArthur. And yeah, that's where you can reach out to me. So uh, there you go. So thank you so much, Andrew, for being on Our Rendezvous. And we wish you luck for your future projects. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Really appreciate it. All right. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye.